What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday. I'm not your average Boston sports podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow our social pages on Twitter and on Facebook. This week, I'm very excited to uh, introduce a uh, two-part Guest Friday interview um, in which I will be talking with uh, two of my fellow attendees from uh, sports broadcasting camps that I did for uh, quite a few years um, in Boston. And so uh, we're joined right now by uh, Mike Craddy, who did uh, camp with me for a couple of years. And uh, Mike's also a friend of the program as well. Uh, Mike, what's up? Not much, man. Excited to be back. It's a different, you know, setting and set of topics as usual, usually with the Bruins. So uh, yeah. it's going to be interesting. going to be fun. Good to reminisce and talk about uh, the old days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think around this time, you know, usually we'd be getting ready to um, go spend a week in uh, Boston at, at camp. So uh, I'm curious about like kind of a starting point. How did you hear about camp? And then um, how maybe how many years you did it, if you can if you can remember. Yeah, my mom actually found out it was either Facebook or the newspaper. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. and there's just like a good amount of interest on both sides for my parents and for me mm-hmm. um and we just went for it and it's close by you know living in the south shore it's in boston it's mm-hmm. not like a crazy distance is you know i didn't know what to expect from an extent of just like coming from an outsider's perspective not like you know seeing what goes on day to day so i was a little like uncertain that like is it going to be boring i don't know am i going to like it but i liked it right away and a lot of like-minded people like yourself there, just sports fanatics and a lot of like common ground to talk about with other people. And it just made it super easy to get comfortable and have fun there. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think, I think I heard, heard about it um, like a guidance counselor um, in middle school, like I'd seen something and knew that I was, you know, big into sports. So uh, it was definitely like a quick, easy thing that I was like, Oh, I'd definitely be, be interested in doing something like that. Um, and I think like before that point, I don't know if I'd ever really considered like doing that as a, like a career, I guess, or like, I always knew that that's what I wanted to do, but it wasn't like, uh, oh, okay. You know, this is actually realistic. Now I can, you know, go to a place and be with a lot of like-minded people, like you said. Yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, to be there for a few years, I think it was like four or five years I was there. Yeah. She made some really close friendships. Like I, uh, my roommate, actually, I've, I've known him since I was five, but I eventually, my family got his family on board to go to the camp. Mm. At Doran. Um, and yeah, like he loved it. And, you know, it was a little bit of a, a shock for him at first, you know, he was getting used to it and getting used to like that type of environment with a lot of other, you know, crazy sports fans, but he yeah. loves it. And we, you know, me, you, him, we just made so many good friends throughout it. And, you know, learned a lot throughout the process of going there every summer and being all fired up for it. So it's all worth it in the end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I believe that I did it for, for five summers. Um, and yeah, just like super fun. Yeah. I think at the beginning, it definitely was like kind of intimidating because it was like, Oh, okay. Here are these people who, you know, love sports just as much as me and other people might love sports more than I do which I didn't really think was possible at that time. But 
um, as you said, you know, definitely some fun, like fond memories from, from camp. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what are some memories that like stick out to you? I think, you know, of, of course, like we do a lot during the day at camp, but some of my favorite memories are from playing rugby and ball. And mm. especially when I started to get good at it, it took me a little while at first. Like it just, it was just so much fun being even the competitiveness too, not even just the sport, like seeing how fired up people got, it got a little, it got a little too much. You know, I would go like my last year, it got a little too much. People got a little too intense and, you know, going to visit a couple of years, uh, visiting shout out, another shout out, Justin Miller, when he was a counselor, we'd go visit him every once in a while. And he was there, got a little too intense, but like, it's just the love of the game in the end of it. So I'm not going to like harp on it too much for people, you know, people sure. have competitive spirits too, but, other than that, a big thing for me was Stump the Schwab. Stump the Schwab was my favorite thing at camp, mm. especially when the hockey ones rolled around. I would always heavily vouch for the hockey ones because yeah. I won a good amount of them, and uh, that was always fun. And even the other sports, like I don't really know a whole lot about basketball, but holding my own in those and just, you know, getting – you learn a lot too because mm. you're with other people. You might be great in one sport, but they're great in the others, and, like, they're just rattling off all these names, and you get to learn a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's competitive. Mm -hmm. uh, but and just like getting to know people too and like just bonding and just essentially just talking shop and getting to like getting to know other people's interests and um, getting to know like different people's backgrounds and what makes them love their teams and mm -hmm. just building friendships was really cool there and like I said earlier like I'd, I'm still good friends with you and a lot of other people I went to camp with and you know, some friendships I'll probably never lose. So that's like the best part of it all. And uh, I couldn't go without mentioning just like the guests. We just got some crazy guests over the years, like Phil Yates, uh, Mike Reese, Bob Sosi, like Jackie McMullen, who's like one of the true goats out there. Like it was just, it was pretty incredible. There's, I could talk for hours, but that's a brief synopsis, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was always fun when we got like, um, you know, true like titans of the of the like sports journalism uh, field, um, and I think a lot of people that a lot of us you know grew up listening to, watching to, or or listening to, watching or like reading in the newspaper. Um, so that was definitely you know very cool for for me. And and um, as you said, um, one of the things that I do remember is a. Uh, I think one of the one of the campers, uh, Tim Best, uh, put together like a uh, trivia challenge that he did a couple times, um, and I, I think I won one of the years. Uh, but that was always really cool when he put that together and just kind of the the high stakes of that. Um, but yeah, you know, stump the Schwab, the uh, Jeopardy, or like Family Feud, like any of those games that we would play uh, were super fun. Um, but also, like you said, it definitely was cool to get to know certain people and um have you know different relationships with people that um you know were good during the camp years but also uh relationships that have lasted for a couple of years yeah another one too i'd be remiss not to mention dave gosher would take a week out of his summer every mm. summer now he's in vegas doing yeah. a broadcasting out there just extremely intelligent uh, intelligent talented person and like you can see a guy like that and, you know, he's kind of like doesn't have much time to talk or whatever, just kind of doing it 
you know, just to be there, whatever. But he would like actually sit down and like have like legit conversations with campers and mm. just like you could tell he was really interested in it and he loved it. And that was really cool too. Just getting to meet Dave and know him and pretty incredible. Yeah. Given, given where he is now, especially like he's mm-hmm. got this huge gig for you know, the first play by play by play broadcaster for an expansion NHL franchise. So pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was also definitely a really cool part of a couple of weeks. Um, to have Dave there and um, yeah I think just just a a great guy you know really willing to work with a lot of different campers which I thought was really really cool Um, I'm curious about if there's um, advice that you remember from from anyone at camp and anything that's like stuck with you it's it's hard to keep track of all of it in particular I remember you know some someone that resonated with me the most was Mike Reese because just how passionate he was Mm -hmm. but like overall I think what I gained was over time you know it didn't take too long but just it kept building over time like this is where I want to be this is where I want to be in sports um hearing you know advice from field yates like I said I can't remember it all but like being a fantasy football guy seeing field yates there was like an oh my god like jaw-dropping moment because he's just he's incredible what he does Mm -hmm. but I think one of the main things in terms of you know specifics is a lot of them just mentioned experience like they talked about their past everybody has a different path like sometimes you might look at a bit of experience like ah this isn't like really that good or whatever like it doesn't do much for me but it really can long run and just practice Mm -hmm. from experience so you you get a you get a better feel for your craft and uh, any experience is good experience if you can make it work and make the best out of it and that's what I really took out of it and it was just really motivating to be there every time I you know leave camp I'd be extra motivated and you know just fired up like get to spend a week with my friends and all these professionals in the industry and it mm-hmm. just really like fueled where I am now and just still trying to find my way because I'm young but like I'm working in sports now and uh, marketing and it's awesome. And I, you know, still do my podcast and it's just, it's an interest I'll never lose. And that's, yeah. you know, a huge part, thanks to sports broadcasting camp. And I'm so glad I didn't, you know, say to my mom, like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do this. It seems kind of lame or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's a camp for sports broadcasting. What, you know, how good can it really be? Mm-hmm. And it just blew my expectations away. And yeah. It really helped me like mature over time because I was kind of immature when I got there at first. You know, a lot of fun after camp hours, just like running around the dorm and like being crazy during rugby and ball and all that. And it just, you know, being in that professional setting, getting like good experience, like really helps me get a good grip on things and mm-hmm. figure out what I wanted to do with my life and gain some good experience. And there's just so much, but I think the experience just really reinforced that this is what I wanted to do and it just gave me a huge bit of confidence and mm-hmm. uh, motivated me every summer to just, you know, keep growing and wanted to be better next time I was there and meet new people, learn new things and just absorb it all. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say that like um, one of the things that I definitely picked up was like whenever some of the like guests would come in, the journalists, um, and I feel like one of the common themes that they would talk about is like um, it being willing to do different things. So like, you know, being willing to, to be on TV or doing 
radio or doing writing, things like that. And I feel like that kind of stuck with me because that kind of is what I did for a number of years when I was at Springfield, um, that I was able to do like different things and kind of was able to, um, you know, have the ability to do different things. And it kind of um, was just a, a great piece of advice. And I think also just kind of just in general, I think um, just being, being respectful and being, um, you know, someone that's easy to talk to and someone that's willing to, you know, get to know people rather than just looking for sound bites. Um, and I can't remember specifically, you know, people that said something like that, but that was definitely a theme for a couple of people that, that I remembered. Um, we've kind of talked about, uh, some people, um, campers or, uh, uh, like uh, counselors, um, are there any people in particular that you feel really helped you, whether personally or like professionally? You mean like campers or like guests or both? Yeah, it could be, could be either. I mean, like I said earlier, Mike Rees really resonated with me with the most, like mm -hmm. ESPN, Patriots. I love the Patriots. Um, as a big sports radio guy, seeing Tony Maz, like one of my first years there, it was really cool. People can say what they want about Maz, but he, he loves what he does. And um, I do think he is really good at it. And, you know, the ratings show for the sports hub. So, yeah, just like people like you, I can talk to you whenever I want about the Bruins or whatever. And my hmm. roommate, Matt, uh, Justin, just like I could go on with so many people. I'm not going to do all that. Like even every once in a while, I'll talk to someone I haven't talked to in a while and it'll just spark this huge conversation, like reminiscing or whatever, talking about who's doing what. And it's just great to have those relationships because not only are they like relationships I have now, I feel like a lot of them were just really easy to spark. Like it was never like people being too good for one another, like whatever, like popularity contest, none of that. Mm -hmm. It was just like, a common theme we talked to a lot of like-minded people and it's really easy to find common ground things to talk to and common interests and stuff and mm -hmm. the whole the experience as a whole just really blew me away and it blows me away to like have something like that and i hope it's enriching you know the generations right now like kids younger than us because it has potential to be even bigger and just really shape some great professionals in the industry in the future and you know currently so you know, yeah. we've, we've seen a lot of people we went to camp with, with big tv jobs or whatever mm. uh, broadcasting jobs and that's just really cool it's really cool to see like the hard work pay off and see people's different paths because like mm. i said earlier nobody has the same path so right. um yeah and if you don't come out of that of the camp with that type of like mindset i mean that stinks but i think a lot of us really are in the same boat like it just really motivated us and gave us that you know, extra kick to really be motivated and yeah. shoot for the stars. Sounds cliche, but I just really reinforces that love for what we do. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, mentioning the things that I did kind of after camp, I mean, I always felt like at camp giving us the opportunity to do different things, you know, whether it was recording ourselves doing play by play um, of like a big game or like doing, you know, sports center top 10 countdowns with people or yeah. um, just doing a bunch of different things. So you could feel like you were kind of a well-rounded 
uh, like a well-rounded person going through the different things. Um, you know, I think Dave Gosher definitely is someone that, that helped me personally. Um, and as someone that I think was really important, just a great resource to have um, at camp the, the, the years that he was there. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about um, how, how camps helped you, um, like how camps helped you with your career path, like at the, at the moment. I think like one of the things we talked about is like all experience is good experience, being able to do different things. Like I could have easily been like, Oh, I'm going to sports broadcasting camp. I have to get a job as a sports broadcaster or whatever. Like I'm working in marketing right now, doing social media, website development content stuff like that, like going on the field, recording, you know, doing content capture and stuff like that. And I think being open-minded is a good thing because just because you take a job that might not be the perfect job doesn't mean you have to do it forever. And if you work hard enough and you make the right connections and you have, you know, some of it's luck, there's no doubt about that. You can find what you want and you, and you gotta be patient. Sometimes you're not just going to luck into the perfect job every time. And uh, that's a huge thing I took from this. And uh, it's just good to like do different things too. If you have the time for it. like I work in marketing, but I still do the podcast. I haven't written in a while, but I might get back to that in the summer a little bit, but it's good to just like do different things and try and reach different audiences. And uh, Twitter is a huge thing these days. So I'm very active on Twitter, but yeah, yeah one of the huge things I've taken for life now is just being open-minded to different things and mm. just don't be, like in one lane the whole time because it's going to be really hard to grow and meet people and learn new skills yeah yeah i mean i would say one of the things that uh, definitely was maybe kind of challenging for me once i went to college was like i was um pretty set on like doing television broadcasting and you know there were other opportunities that came up throughout my school career and i kind of felt like I always wanted to, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. Like I had an opportunity to um, do writing for um, Irish Sports Daily, which is like a Notre Dame sports website. And, you know, if I were to think back, when I first got to college, I was like, okay, like, I don't think I'm ever going to do any writing. But, you know, I think going to camp kind of gave me the confidence to be like, okay, you know, here's something else that maybe I'm not super comfortable with, but I'm willing to kind of give it a try. Um, so um, I would say that's definitely how camp um, helped me and like impacted me. And um, yeah, it's just amazing to think back, like all the uh, different experiences that we had, the all the advice that we got, and it kind of just kind of just all blends together at a certain point. Yeah, it really does in a way. And like, if me from four years ago were to tell myself today, like that you'd be working, like building websites and stuff and, and putting rosters and schedules and stuff. I probably would have been like, uh, it doesn't sound like something I want to do, but mm. it just in an environment I'm at, like it kind of correlates with this. Like you have to be willing to do different things. Like I do social content capture, like email campaigns, website type of stuff. It's all different stuff. And, you know, not all of it's the most exciting every time, but it's, you know, it, it all, keeps keeps the train rolling with the company and it's good experience because you never know when you might need i might need it later in life and it's good skills yeah. to have and it you know helps 
the bottom line of the company and gets people what they need. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it just, it's a huge thing to be willing to do different things. I can't reiterate it enough. Yeah. Um, kind of going along with kind of the um, advice theme from earlier, um, what are some pieces of advice that you think you would give to someone that's interested in um, a career in sports media? I'd say like control your ego. I think, you know, when you're first entering like a, like a space like this, you really want know what you want to do. It's easy to be like, Oh, like I'm too good for this. I'm too good for that. Just listen to people um, be friendly. Cause if you're just like rude to people, it's not going to help your reputation. Just be friendly, be open-minded and just work hard. It sounds cliche, but you just got to work hard. If you don't work hard, you're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. unless you're just super fortunate um you just got to be you got to be diligent too you have to you have to be meticulous and keep things what's the word I'm looking, what's the word i'm looking for here like keep not keep your, all your ducks in a row but like remember experiences you've learned and you know different people you've met and keep good connections and you mm-hmm. know reach out to people and it's just all this is another cliche. It's all about networking, but it really is like when it comes down to like certain avenues, it really is important to network and, you know, know people and have good relationships. So build relationships. I'd say just, yeah, be friendly and take all the experiences you can get within reason because you never know when they're going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely agree that, you know, being friendly and being kind of, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say like, simply just be a good person. But I think like, obviously connections and networking is important, but I think you also want to be a person that, you know, you are, you know, just a, a friendly person and you're, you know, not just kind of, I mean, I think it kind of goes into what the first thing you said as to like, don't have like a huge ego and like, you know, I, I don't know. What would you say? Just be real with people and like be authentic. Yeah. I think it's absolutely. Um, be you. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think one of the great things about, uh, you know, what we do podcasting is like, it really gives us the ability to kind of really kind of be our, be ourselves. Um, one of the things that I would say is definitely if you are, you know, entering into the field, don't feel like you have to have everything figured out right away. Um, you know, there are different opportunities that can come up. You know, you can realize that there's something else that you might be more passionate about that you didn't realize at first. Um, and I think, you know, also just like be be open to, to, to doing anything. You know, even if it sounds like, you know, grunt work or like busy work or any of that, um, because you, you never know where something like that could, could, could lead. 100%. Yeah. And I wish I mentioned, uh, at first, but yeah, being real and being authentic is so important because not everybody's going to notice this, but like, you're probably going to run into somebody if you're being fake or trying to put on this personality to appease certain appeal to certain people, mm-hmm. some people are going to see right through you and it's not going to be a good look. So just being real and being authentic is just huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything, anything else camp related that, uh, you wanted to, you want to talk about? 
Not really. I mean, I do miss it though. Like every yeah. time around this year, I'm like, damn, like it'd be so cool to go back to like 2012, 13, 14, those years and yeah, be all fired up to go to camp for a week and stay mm-hmm. with you or whatever. Um, God, I miss BU. I was only there for one year and it was yeah. definitely the best year in terms of the amenities and the cafeteria and everything. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I just play rock and ball, like, especially, like, if I if I stunk at it, I wouldn't remember it so fondly, but, like, I got c- kind of good at it and yeah. made a couple all-star games, like, oh, I want to do this every year. I want to do this every year. It's so much fun. I still think it should be a professional sport, um, at oh, least yeah. on, like, ESPN to Ocho when they do all those, like, out-of-the-box type of sports. Yeah. Um, it's the best. It's a ton of fun. And, yeah, man, it just really makes you think back to how fun it was. Yeah. And, I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and, and you just said it, I mean, I really think at the end of the day, it's all about having fun. I mean, yeah, it is a great camp to go to for people that are interested in sports media, but it's like at the end of the day, it's a summer camp and you're there to have fun. And I think um, it's kind of remarkable that, you know, we found a, a camp with so many like-minded people. We found people that, you know, you can build relationships with for, the, the rest of your life. And I think, um, you know, me personally, and you probably feel the same way that we owe a lot of our, a, a lot of what we do is sports broadcast and camps. Um, and yeah, that was definitely, you know, one of the highlights of my year going back to, to camp every so often. I really uh, would be cool to go back one day and just to kind of share the experiences and, you know, share kind of what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, so you kind of alluded to it, um, but what, what is it that you're doing now, Mike? Yeah, I work for a company called Three Step Sports in Wilmington. We're actually moving to Andover like early August, so not that far of a move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a marketing coordinator there. So like I said, do a lot of social work, um, website stuff. We're actually like getting into podcasting more in the coming months, you know, building podcasts there. So it'll be fun to be involved with. But yeah, I wear a lot of different hats and, you know, it's a cool, it's a cool area to be. It's, you know, we cover a lot and oversee certain things for a lot of top select programs like youth and high school level age sports. So it's pretty cool. It's a cool area to be. I went, you know, about a little over a month and I went down to Philly and went to a lacrosse showcase event and helped them out down there, which was really cool. Um, and just to get that experience, a lot of my experience since has been like local, going to more local events, but there's a lot of potential and a lot of cool people to meet. And um, it's just a really interesting, you know, area to be. And um, honestly, the new office, like, I'm not going to lie, is pretty cool. We're moving to this big new office, which is exciting for the future. So looking forward to seeing that and looking forward to see how the company grows because uh, it's a fast paced work environment there too. And a lot changes, a lot develops very consistently. So that's always fun to be a part. It's not just this drab and like dull job. So, yeah. it's fun i like it a lot i've been there since early october and you know it's a great landing spot yeah yeah that definitely sounds cool sounds like something that you can kind of really be be passionate about um but you also still have uh, your podcast that uh that you do yep yep we uh I were usually recording on wednesday nights so we would have recorded last night but uh, my co-host ryan couldn't so we're recording saturday but yeah the Svodrin Cry Sports Podcast. Uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Love doing that every week. Um, always trying to develop that in new ways within reason every yeah. now and again, too, and keep things fresh. But 
yeah, it's a ton of fun doing that every week. And especially, you know, last week we did an episode like 20 minutes after the Goudreau news broke. So that was interesting. Wish he could have waited like 20 minutes, but yeah. this week he got it like right when we went on. But yeah. yeah, the podcast is a ton of fun every week. I love doing it. And like I clued out earlier, maybe I'll get back into writing more. I, you know, the long commutes to work in my old apartment, I kind of like lost interest in writing for a bit. I was always so tired after work. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, I really want to just relax, hang out with friends, go yeah. out. So maybe I'll get back into it now, but yeah, that's what I'm doing these days. Awesome. Awesome. Well, all right, Mike, thanks for uh, coming on. This is a great conversation. Look forward to uh, talking to you again on the podcast at some point. Sounds good, Garrett. Thanks for having me. And maybe we'll talk some Bruins in the near future. So all right. Fun. So we're going to take a quick break. But when, when we're back, when we come back, uh, we'll be talking with Justin Miller. What's up, everyone? We're back for uh, part two of our conversation about uh, sports broadcasting camps. I'm here with another uh, fellow attendee, Justin Miller. Uh, Justin, what's up, man? What's going on, Garrett? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. Looking forward to talking to you. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't remember the last time I've seen you. Maybe it was at uh, one of the camps. And I think it was before I had my beard. It's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, great to have you. Great to um, talk about camp. You know, it was a great conversation that uh, Mike and I had. Um, and, you know, one of the things we talked about was, you know, this time of year, it's always so exciting or it was so exciting when, you know, we'd be doing camp and we'd be getting all pumped up to go back. Um, so I think kind of just as a way to start, I'm curious about um, maybe how you found out about camp. Um, and then like how many years, uh, you ended up doing if, if you remember. Right. Yeah. So actually my aunt who, unfortunately she passed away about a couple of years ago, she actually we're Jewish. So she, she read the Jewish advocate, like every week she get the paper to her house and all of a sudden she's like, I found this sports broadcasting camp and the Jewish advocate there, they kept like doing advertisements, but I'm like, Ooh, that should be interesting. Then she, she called the camp and I believe she talked to Steve or Jeremy, obviously they run the camp. And then. She talked to them. She's like, um, my grandson, he's such a, such a huge sports, um, sports fan, sports fanatic and all that stuff. And then there, you know, I went to the camp. It was, I believe it was nine straight. I was a counselor for three years and a camper for six. So nine straight years total. Wow. And this is actually the first summer. It's kind of weird not being there this year, but hmm. I might stop back, stop back on Thursday night just to say hi to everyone. But so it was the Jewish advocate and that's how it all started. And here I am today. That's really cool. So um, I'm kind of curious to talk about your, um, cause you have experience as a camper, but then also as, um, a counselor, um, yeah. how, how was that? How was the, or how was the experience maybe different? Yeah. So, I mean, it was weird cause being a camper for, so I was a camper for six years, all straight all in Boston. And then I was a counselor for two in Boston. And then this past last summer, I went to camp green lane and it was in Pennsylvania. Actually, I drove all the way up to like six and a half hour drive and, just being a camper and a concert, comparing the two, it just, it's kind of weird being on the concert side of things. Cause going to, going to the broadcasting camp and being a camper, you looked up to the concerts. They were like so cool in their own separate corner. And then my first year I was a concert. I'm like, Oh, it's weird not being like on the, on the camper side of it. And then felt like I just had to be a little more behaved than I was when I was a camper, I guess, but just teaching, teaching all the campers, what I learned when I was an actual camper and like all the techniques, whether it was like doing pregame shows, postgame shows, anchoring, just um, talking to guests, asking, asking certain questions that you should ask when they were there. Just, it was completely different being on the other side of things. And 
it's if you if you have the chance to be a camper and a concert, I definitely recommend it so you can see it from both sides. That's really cool, and I think that's just a great way to like give back and give back to um, a camp that you know meant meant a lot to to a lot of us. Right. To be able to to give back and kind of teach maybe some of the younger kids. Um, what are some of your uh, What are some of your best memories uh, from camp? Oh man, so yeah, I could I could go on forever talking about different memories, but I'll never forget. I was I was talking to my parents the other day. The first night I got dropped off, I think I was must have been 11 or 12 years old. I was a little nervous. And then I got there and met a couple of roommates. And then all of a sudden it was like 1230, one o'clock in the morning, my first night there. We were at Boston University's campus. And I just remember it was like 90 degrees outside. It was so hot. And then in my room, I'm like, I don't know how I'm even going to make it through the first night. It was so hot. And I, I don't know why we didn't bring, I think we brought one fan, but it wasn't cool enough. And then I had to go to the bathroom. So I called my parents. I was in the middle of the bathroom. I'm like, guys, I think I need you to bring another fan. I'm dying in here. I'm never going to be able to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And that first night, I remember they got there. It was like six in the morning the next day. They brought fans. I was I was sweating my ass off. And I just couldn't believe. I'm like, I don't know how I made it through the night, like sleeping two or three hours. And then yeah. but ever since that night, I figured it out. We, we brought like two or three fans every year to make sure wow. I was cool. So that was, that was definitely my first time. I just couldn't fall asleep that first night. But ever since then, just making different friends, like um, still talking to people today, like my good friend, Mike Craddy, that was on the show with you on part one. I mean, the, the list could go on, like Zach Lawless, Chris Gleason, you. I mean, just talking to people even five or six years down the line and making lifelong memories that mm-hmm. still hang out to this day, go to the bars, go to Red Sox games, still talk on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And then, so making friends was definitely a huge, a huge thing going to that camp and not knowing anyone going in and just mm-hmm. making all these lifelong lifelong friends really and then can't forget about all the all the things that Steve and Jeremy taught us like whether it was doing pre-game post-game anchoring um talking to all the celebrities that we came in and just having all the different stations was a, a giant help like when we go from one station to the next doing doing football with a pre-game there and then just talking to all the different campers and counselors and then Garrett you must remember all the different celebrities that we had come in as well I mean for sure I was writing down some of the names. I mean, we must have, I don't know, how, how long were you there for? What was it? I was there for five, five summers as a camper. Five summers. So I'd say we probably averaged about six to six to eight different celebrity guests every time. So we probably met between like 40 and 50 different, different guests. And it was awesome between like Joe Castiglione. I mean, Sean Grandy, Kyle Draper came in, mm-hmm. Jackie McMullen, Bob LaBell. And just meeting all these people, talking to them whether it was like a sideline reporter, uh, a sports player, a coach, they just, each person that came in, I mean, Steve and Jeremy definitely knew what they were doing when it came to that because they brought in some really cool people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, definitely we all have those, you know, special memories of meeting the, you know, celebrity guests um, and, you know, just being able to be around a lot of people that, you know, or like-minded, I guess, and, you know, really eager and really, you know, motivated to try to kind of better, better themselves and, you know, really have an idea that, okay, you can make a career out of something like this. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of people would just go for it because I mean, they want to play wiffle ball or basketball, or of course you can't forget about rugby and ball being in Boston. I mean, I think that's still the only one I believe that they do. I think they did it in Philly one time, but rugby and ball became such a such a huge sport for the overnighters there after Zeke, I believe, started it. 
Mm. And then I mean, we'd play every year. We turn, we do the fantasy draft before it. Then we'd induct people into the hall of fame after. Luckily I was in the hall of fame one year, but I don't know how I got in. So, but yeah, that was always, always fun, especially staying overnight. Cause my six years being in Boston, I'd, I'd stay overnight every, every single summer. And I mean, I'm only 45 minutes away, but even if you didn't stay overnight, just getting the experience to, to broadcast sports, then even sleeping over. I mean, even if you have the bad experience like me with the going into the bathroom, waiting for the fans to come, but either way it was, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I think like in terms of memories for me, I mean, one of the best parts of um, every week was at the end, you know, playing the, the one shining moment video, Oh my God, with, yeah. Uh, you know, Jeremy just looking all, all young and then, you know, watching the team, um, you know, that was always such a cool part of the like last day. Um, and I'll never forget the last day that I was at camp. It definitely was super emotional leaving like, okay. Oh God, you know, yeah. I must have cared coming down my eyes. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about some like of the best pieces of advice that you got from uh, people at camp and it can be anyone you could be a, a fellow camper a counselor or you know a celebrity guest right I mean basically like Steve and Jeremy they used to always say just keep on just keep on working hard no matter how how hard it could be to get a job in the field we know like we know the sports field is not the easiest to get a job in right away like especially after leaving the camp you're like oh I want to be the next the next Joe Buck, the next Troy Aikman, be the next play-by-play or radio guy on TV. But mm-hmm. it's not that easy. So I just say just to keep working hard, no matter if you can't get that job right away, to keep maybe calling people you know from high school, calling college coaches, calling people you broadcasted with. And just even after graduating high school or college, just just never giving up on that dream. And even if you can't get the job right away, I always say just go home and practice. Like whether whether you're watching a sports game on TV, whether it's a Super Bowl, whether it's the Olympics, even if you're playing MLB the show on a rainy day at your house, just just do the play-by-play or color, turn down the volume and just keep on getting those repetitions because the repetitions always help. And even me, like it was hard for me to get a job right away. And then I started doing some high school and college games. And I'm like, this stuff's not easy. Like they call you. I thought they'd call me the next day. Maybe it was two or three months down the line. But mm. everyone always said just to keep on, keep on plugging away, keep on trying hard and just keep on you don't want to harass them too much, but even if they don't answer, I'd keep on, keep on emailing, keep mm-hmm. on texting, keep on calling as much as you can, because you never know when your chance is going to be to be that guy that maybe it's, maybe it's even that morning they'll call you and to be like, Oh, you want to do the play by play for this game. And even if you're not prepared, you got to take that opportunity because you, you don't know what it's going to lead to eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the other things is like, be willing to like do anything, you know, right. even if it's not immediately what you want to do right away. Um, yeah, starting a sports podcast, starting a yeah. sports show. Like me, I started a sports podcast and I've had I've had a cool amount of celebrities on the show. Like we got Sean Grandy on one time. We had this kid David McKinnon, that's actually the first baseman for the Angels right now from my hometown, was on the show. So right. start a sports podcast, reach out to people and you never know who who might be on the show, who might want to come on the show and who might end up hearing the show. I also wanted to ask if there are any people at camp specifically that um, you like wanted to shout out that helped you personally. Yeah. I mean, definitely it, it all starts from the top of Steve and Jeremy. I mean, all the advice that they gave me from telling me where to go on the first day, telling me what room to go to, and then telling me where to go for lunch or dinner, but just obviously broadcasting, giving me tips with it, whether it's play by play or whether it's color, um, telling me if I did something wrong, whether it's during like a pregame or postgame show or something like that. And just like, 
just being being there the whole time, even the years I was a counselor, just helping me out then, giving me some people to contact, some advice. And then even some of the some of the people that came in, I'd say Mike Reese, one of the Patriots reporters, obviously probably the best ESPN reporter that they have right now over there. He's given me a ton of advice. I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times in the past. He actually, he lives where my grandparents live. His dad lives where they live down the Cape. So I've talked to him. He's given me some great advice on like special people to contact, things to do, like even writing emails, like things not to say during emails and things to say when you're, when you're contacting people. So that helped me out a lot. And then um, who else? From I mean, Baki always helped out. Adam was awesome back in the day. I don't, I don't think he's still there anymore, but he was, he was a great person to talk to, to contact. And then, um, you know, Scott Sudikoff was always there as well. Of course, of course. I, actually, I worked with Scott when I did the Brockton Rocks games for three summers. So mm-hmm. at camp, he would always help out. People love Sudikoff. I mean, how can you not love him? He helped me out a ton at the camp. And then when I was broadcasting in Brockton, he um, he helped me out a lot there, like tell me where to go, the broadcasting skills it takes to to be at the next level and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I'm sure the list could go on for you, Garrett, as well there's a ton of people. I mean, we could, we could talk about this for hours, just naming people off the top of our head, but Mm -hmm. I'd say everyone, even you guys helped me out. I mean, if I, if I didn't know where to go or just needed someone to ask what to do, you guys, you guys would always be there. Yeah. Um, One of the people that uh, Mike and I kind of briefly talked about um, was Dave Gosher. He was there um, at the Boston camp for a couple of years. And that was uh, really cool. And just really cool to be able to, be able to kind of just be around someone that's you know in the business and had been doing it for so long and i mean geez now he's doing golden knights uh, yeah you know golden knights play by play which is just so cool um yeah that's awesome so, i mean he'd be a good guest to get on get on my podcast actually he's he's a great guy too absolutely during lunch he would always talk to us as well like giving us advice so that was always always cool to someone talk to someone with that amount of hockey knowledge yeah yeah, it was always fun for me asking him, you know, a million questions about the Bruins. Um, yeah. So, you know, you mentioned the the podcast that you're doing now. Um, how would you say that camp has helped your, like, career path at, uh, so far? Um, I'd say just without it, I probably w- wouldn't have even probably started a sports podcast, to be honest with you. I mean, growing up, I was a, I was a huge sports fan. But after going to that camp, I'd say it helped my communication skills a whole lot more just like talking to people being like actually having normal conversations and better conversations with people face to face. I'd say going into the camp, I was probably a little bit shy, but I'd say after I finished being a camper and a counselor, I mean, I probably talked, ended up talking too much to people. They'd be like, get this kid to shut up or no, not like that. But I, I definitely came out a little bit after that and just learned to talk to people more and just starting my own sports podcast. I never even thought I would start that and just contacting people that I've had on my show, like, like the kid I was talking to you about, David McKinnon, that's in the majors now, Sean Grandy, um, John Rook, one of the voices of the Patriots, the in-stadium host, he's been on my show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mari Hirsch Gordon, actually, another yeah. guy that I learned a lot from as being a counselor at the sports broadcasting camp. I got him on the show. Now he's he's doing awesome things in Rhode Island right now. One mm-hmm. there, I believe he won Sports Anchor of the Month or something like that, or the year. So just, I'd say learning things from the camp that made me start a sports podcast and I'm in sales now as well. So even in the sales world, I'd say communication wise, like being able to talk to people on the phone, emailing people, talking mm-hmm. to people on LinkedIn, and then just broadcasting wise, um, learning, learning play by play skills, learning color skills. And I'd say without the camp, it would have been a lot harder for me to even 
be able to do play-by-play for a high school game, do a play-by-play for a college game or being the voice of the Brock and Rocks for three summers, which I was fortunate to do that as well. So I'd say just going into that camp helped me learn all the skills for color, all the skills for play-by-play, learning how to do a pregame and postgame show with a head coach of a team, like interviews with a player. And then, like I said, the sports podcast and just talking to people. I mean, even talking to you right now, it would have been harder for me to talk No, but but I think they, they learned and they helped me do a, a whole lot more than I thought I was capable of doing in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's definitely a great point that you bring up. Um, you know, the being able to kind of maybe be better with your communication and like your people skills. Cause I think I was also like, you know, I was very shy when I started the camp as well. And I think um, just like in this industry, it's just so important to be able to have those skills and be able to, communicate and um you know be a person that people want to communicate with exactly um any other um advice that you would have for anyone that uh would be possibly listening to this and be interested in um, a career in sports media i'd say just um just just don't give up on your dream and like i said keep contacting people whether it's whether it's someone you met at the camp, whether it was a fellow camper, whether it's Steve and Jeremy, I mean, they'll always get back to you. I know they're busy, but yeah. a lot of the guests that come in, I'd say when you're at the camp or, or even having attended the camp and thinking about going to the camp, mm-hmm. always like get ask for their email. Maybe they'll even give you their phone number, find a way to contact them and remind them, maybe even send a picture that you took with them at the camp and be like, Hey, this was me. Like, it was a pleasure to meet you. And I'm, I'm just learning. I want to pick your brain a little more what I can do in the long run to help me succeed being like a play-by-play broadcast. And I'm sure they'll get back to you eventually. I know that they're all busy. They get busy worlds, but mm-hmm. going to that play-by-play camp just made me realize how many more contacts that I gained in the long run. Like, like I said, like I wouldn't have known Mari really. I wouldn't have known you guys, Steve and Jeremy, but now after going there, just learning and meeting all these people, I just say, never give up on your dream. Keep on contacting as many people as you can. Like I said, keep on doing those repetitions and, if you get that chance to even, even be a pregame or postgame guy, even if they ask you to be the camera guy, take the opportunity because you never know. Even if you're the camera guy for one game, maybe the color guy doesn't end up showing up and you'll get that job or get that role to be the color and play-by-play guy. So whenever there's an opportunity out there, if you find it on LinkedIn, if you find it on a website, if you find it by someone calling you, you got to take that opportunity and drop everything you can to take the opportunity because you never know when that next opportunity might be. But just like I said, contact everyone, take that next step by broadcasting games and just keep on learning. Even go on YouTube and just watch, watch guys do play by play games or color games, whatever it is. And even if you're do play PlayStation, Xbox, all that stuff, turn yeah. down the volume and, and call some games like that as well, whatever it, whatever it can be, just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think you also probably mentioned it to, you know, be open to doing anything. You know, I think that um, a lot of us have experience doing you know, radio, you know, podcasting, you know, PA announcing, literally like anything you you can get your hands on. Right. Um, I mean, they definitely, they definitely helped me a lot. And as you can see all the campers that are going there now, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that all the cities that they've extended to, I think when I started, they were only going to seven or eight different cities. hmm. And now you look, I think it was what it was at least like 17 or 18 places they're going to this summer. And then the camp Greenland that I went to in Pennsylvania being outside at like a camp like that. I mean, and it looks like it's going to keep on growing. I mean, they know so many people, so many campers, so many counselors that just want to come back like me and you and still, still talking about it to this day is unbelievable. The connections that you can make from going to that camp. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty amazing. Like I remember the, the first summer that I did it, it was like 2010 or 2011. And, you know, we'd get those t-shirts and it would have the names of all the cities and it's like, Oh my know, God. Yeah. Seven. And now it's like, Oh my God, they won't even be able to fit on the t-shirt at this point. Yeah, here's, one, here's one right here. Actually, this play by play. I mean, they keep, I look at my draw, my dad, my dad's like, how many t-shirts do you have? I mean, I think I have like at least 12 or 14 of the t-shirts, one from every year. I think maybe yeah. I took some extras one year, but that's all. That's also pretty fun. I should lay them out and take a picture and send it to you after I'm done yeah. with this. I, I probably have at least 12 of these t-shirts right here with me. Yeah, there's so many memories from that camp. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's done so much for, for us and so much for other people that, um, you know, you see people that went to uh, the Boston camp when we were there and they're doing big things, you oh know, on, on TV, doing doing whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, and then just going to, like, going to Fenway, even going to the tour of Fenway on, on the last day of camp in Boston, mm. take, taking pictures with campers on that final day. And, like, it – I don't know if it was me, but you just, you don't want to leave that final day. You never want to go like going home, going home was probably one of the saddest days of the summer. If you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but I think like you said at the top, it's so cool that, you know, you made those relationships with people at camp and then you can still, you know, reach out to them years later and still have that connection that you made. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and we're what going to the camp 11 or 12 years old and you yeah. can talk to some of these guys like you end up being in nursing homes with them when it's all said and done at the end, you, you become so close and it's crazy. Yeah. Um, any other, any other thoughts you wanted to, to talk about with camp? Um, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Just, just everything we talked about really just meeting everyone um, whether you stay overnight or don't stay overnight. It's, it's something that if you, if you're thinking about going to the camp and having attended, even if you're 14 or 15 years old, thinking about it, I would at least do it for one year, try it out and you never know who you might bump into, who you might meet or the career path that it might lead you to in the long run. Because for me, it was definitely one of the best, one of the best memories of my whole entire life. And I wish, I wish we could still do it to this day. I wish they could make it like nine to 99, something like that. But unfortunately we aged out a long time ago and the connections that we made are going to last a lifetime as you can see they are right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, everyone. Hope, hope you enjoyed uh, both of these interviews and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week.